With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, pet people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm always so happy to share a Sunday morning with you. Today, I have a special treat planned. Chuck Rubin from Hollywood Grooming will be stopping by to share the canine beauty secrets that could turn your plain puppy into a doggy diva. And after our halftime break, Blythe Wheaton from the Pet Rescue Center will be checking in to give us some updates about what's going on with her very special organization. So keep your radio tuned right here to K Mozart, and we'll get started after a very quick station break. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome Chuck Rubin from Hollywood Grooming to the Pet Place. Welcome, Chuck. How are you? Uh, Thank you so much for calling, Marie. I'm very happy to be here. So I understand that you are in the grooming business. How did you get into that line of work? Well, I grew up with animals all my life. I grew up on a farm, so I've been around horses and ducks and chicken and rabbits and, of course, dogs and cats, and I'm very passionate about animals, and uh, I look for something to do with animals, and I didn't want to go the long way. I let my brother, my brother is a a vet, so that's the seven-year study. I Uh went the short way, and I went to grooming. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like you love animals. What's your favorite favorite breed of dog to groom? Well, uh, I can't really say about that because I don't have any favorite. I love all dogs. I love all cats. We groom dogs and cats, and I just think it's uh, there is no certain breed. It's all it's like human. They all have their own personality, so Definitely. we really do love them all. What areas do you uh, service? With your grooming business. What? I'm sorry? What areas do you service with your grooming business? Oh, we do mobile grooming and we service. We have a few units running in the city of L.A. We service from Los Feliz all the way to Malibu. Wow, so you go to people's houses. That's correct. We come with a very very high-quality self-contained van, uh, and we take the dogs into the van and this way, you know, they don't go out of their safe environment and they feel like they're still home. And it's a one-on-one service. We actually have two people in the van, so it's two-on-one service, uh, which the dog uh, feel very special and very glamorous, so uh-huh. we give them the spa treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so they really get pampered then. <laughs> That's right. When, when people are looking to find a mobile groomer, what do you suggest they look for? 
Well, that's a great question because uh, I think in the grooming industry there is no uh, need for licensing other than business license, so anybody can jump on a van and, and just go groom. Hmm. So I really encourage people to come to the van, look, for, look how nice and clean is the van. If it's a dirty van, and uh, you know, people take care of their business like they take care of what they do. So we're taking pride of, of sanitizing the van every after family of pets, and we keep it very clean. And I think they need to look at the credential of the of the company. They need to look on the website. They need to search for you know what qualification the groomer have. Uh, all our groomers are all trained uh, for CPR. Oh. Uh, you know, I did hear that one of your groomers recently saved a pet's life. Can you tell me about that? That's true. It was an amazing story. We still have the chills every time we talk about it. Uh, she went to a, to a pet which was only two pounds, and uh, the pet just choked and uh, went into a coma, and she's CPR for 10 minutes. Oh, wow. And the vet said that uh, if she wouldn't do it... Uh, you know, Lola, which is the name of the pet, will not be with us. So we are very excited, and and that's why we're taking, you know, we're taking our job very serious. So we all train on CPR. We all are very professional, and you know, we just want to do it the right way and treat the, the pet with a lot of respect. Oh, that is outstanding. Would you encourage pet owners to take a CPR course? Also, seems like it really came in handy for your employee. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, every every pet uh, guardian need to take a CPR course if they would like some more information. They can always uh, check on our website at gohollywoodgrooming.com or give us a call to our office and we'll be more than happy to refer them to a CPR course. Uh, there is some uh, mobile CPR course that come to your house and, and train you. Uh, for CPR, so I think it's very important. Excellent, excellent advice. What other services do you offer? Uh, we, uh, in extent to our uh, basic grooming, uh, we do hot oil treatment with lavender oil, which is very good for the coat growth and the skin. Uh, also, it's a flea repellent. It's a natural flea repellent, so we don't use any chemicals okay. uh, on our grooming process. Does the lavender also sort of calm a hyper dog? I've heard that lavender has calming effects. Uh, absolutely. First, it's calming the human, which is us <laughs> and the owner, which is more important because the pet is uh, all uh, reaction to our expression. If we are calm or if the owner is calm, the pet will be calm. So, okay. Uh, the lavender is great. Also, we do offer uh, teeth brushing after every grooming session. And we do uh, pet sitting as well in the in the owner house. Oh, very nice. So you really are kind of a full-service organization. We are uh, trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just like what we do. And we I know... You know, my goal, if I'm, if my company doesn't take care of the dogs, I, I just want to make sure you get the best treatment in the world, and, and that's why I got into the business. You sound like you really, really love animals. That's very nice. Yeah, Good to hear, especially with an organization that does this type of work, because I have heard of groomers that, that really are not in it for love of animals or because they wanted to work with animals. It strictly is just a business for them. So it's nice to hear that it's 
it's more of a love for you. Unfortunately, you're absolutely right, and we have that in pets and in, uh, unfortunately, human with kids. You know, you never know where you get your kid to unless you really check the place. Absolutely. Hey, I know that some uh, people like you who are such uh, animal enthusiasts and also business owners also help out uh, charitable organizations. I'm wondering if you're involved in helping out any kind of animal organization at all. Absolutely. We actually connect between kids and animals. Uh, We are very active with the Amanda Foundation, which is a great uh, dog rescue organization in Beverly Hills, which we also come and groom for them uh, for free just to get the dogs, you know, nice and fluffy that uh, they will be more adoptable. Uh, We also produce uh, an amazing event with the city of LA for Adoption Day in uh, Griffith Park uh, many years ago. And we adopted, uh, we got homes for 78 animals. Wow. Uh, not only that, we also uh, support some orphanage uh, kids in Thailand and in India that we're sending some funds from the money that the dogs bring. So we, we really try to help the community and abroad. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's all there is in life, right? Absolutely. You have to give back. Definitely. Oh, you guys are terrific. I want to talk to you about uh, grooming again because I suspect with animals you probably have some pretty funny uh, experiences over the years. What's your favorite grooming story? Well, we have uh, so many of them, but uh, the one that just come up to my mind uh, is one of my groomers uh, went to that huge house and uh, she came to the house and wanted to take the dogs but the dogs have their own compound so she had to go on a golf cart racing through the whole mansion to get to the dog house so I thought it was uh, pretty funny that you know the dogs uh, as we know got treated as a family here they have their own homes and they have their own closet of clothes and uh, wow their own closet of clothes yes (laughs) some of them have more clothes than I do what has been the most unusual haircut that you've been asked to give a pet well uh, there is all kinds of uh, you know weird requests there is of course the standard but uh, some of them want their you know their cat shape like a lion uh, some of them Aww. want some color in their hair, uh, which is uh, kind of playful, but, you know, it's just uh, we do whatever custom haircut that the customer wants. I mean, we, you know, we don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that you have a website. I think you mentioned that earlier. Uh, can you let our listeners know what the website is and also what kind of information is there? Absolutely. First, we are voted number one in Los Angeles as a mobile groomer by LA Magazine. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. We're very proud to be a part of it. Uh, Our website is www.gohollywoodgrooming.com, and uh, you can find all the service information. You can see a lot of our media coverage, a lot of our sponsorship, uh, a lot of all our charity work, uh, an event uh, so all the information is there and of course we would love to hear from you on our phone line which are 
3353. Do you work seven days a week? Uh, no, we do work six days a week. Sunday we are all resting. Okay, and what are your hours? Our hours are usually from 7 o'clock, uh, that's our first grooming appointment, to probably 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, and for pet sitting, how far in advance do you have to make a reservation? All our reservations for grooming and pet sitting, we like to have it uh, between a week to three weeks. Uh, but uh, again, since we are a little bit larger company and we have few vans running there, if if some of our clients have a skunk emergency, <laughs> we can always uh, fit them in in the 48 hours. A skunk so. emergency, that's great. Does that happen very often? Uh, apparently it does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants their dog in the house with skunks, so we no. got to be there. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. Chuck, Hollywood Grooming sounds like a very cool service, so I'm thrilled that you were able to stop by the pet place today and chat for a little bit. Before I let you go, let's remind everybody one more time what your web address is. Our web is gohollywoodgrooming.com. You can find all the information, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Blythe Wheaton from the Pet Rescue Center will be making a return trip to the Pet Place to update us on all the great work that her organization has been doing to help animals. So stay right where you are, and we'll be right back on K Mozart. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show with Blythe Wheaton from the Pet Rescue Center. Hello, Blythe, and welcome back to the Pet Place. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's been a while since we've spoken to you, so let's remind everybody what the Pet Rescue Center is and where you're located. Okay, the Pet Rescue Center is actually located in Mission Viejo, California. We operate out of Alicia Pet Care Center Veterinary Clinic, but we are our own entity within. And basically we work with all of California. There are shelters, veterinarians, other animal rescue groups, and we kind of work collaboratively to just save as many lives as possible of dogs and cats that fall into the category of being at risk of euthanasia. And most of this risk is because of overpopulation. Um, you know, we need education, spay and neuter, all kinds of uh, issues, to all kinds of treatments to address the overpopulation issue, and we try and do all of that. So do you receive a lot of your animals then from shelters, people who have gone in and bailed an animal out that they knew was going to be euthanized, and they bring them over to you? No, that actually is not something that we do. Uh, we can't really act as animal control, um, although a lot of people have very big hearts and they have really good intentions. Most of the animals that we get, we go personally to the shelter. Oh, that's what uh, I meant. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, do people go to the shelters and they find animals that are pretty much at the end of the line and they're going to be euthanized unless they're taken out immediately? Yeah, we, you know, social media is an amazing thing that Facebook and a lot of um, Twitter and all of this that I'm still just getting used to <laughs> really is a great venue to notify us of a lot of these at-risk cases. So we do find out about some of them through that, um, you know, email just in general. A lot of people will contact me through email and say, there's a particular dog that I saw, please, please help. And we try to do what we can. We can't take in everybody, but one thing that I think that we do really well and very differently is just be a resource 
to people to direct them to, if we can't help, who can? Okay. Um, and that was something that was really a sensitive issue for me when my husband, Dr. Wheaton, and I founded the Pet Rescue Center. We were very frustrated that people would call us asking us questions about, you know, I'm being deployed in, uh, into the Army. Uh, I have this dog that I love. What can I do with it? That my family won't take the dog. Um, and so we just try to make sure that we answer all our phone calls and all of our emails and make sure that we can give advice based on their needs and the city that they're coming from and, and you know, whatever the details are that they give us. Uh, there's really nowhere people can turn, so we right. try to offer as much help as we can. So you try to give people advice then rather than turning their pets over to an animal shelter right? and taking them in as a last resort if you have to because I know that becomes very expensive and you have limited space. You try and give people advice on how they can rehome their pets. Right. More often than not, the animal doesn't necessarily have to come to us because there are a lot of great cities out there that have really great programs, you know, really great shelters that are what traditionally is called a no-kill shelter, and, Mm -hmm. you know, those shelters are city-funded. So they can work on behalf of this particular individual's case and their animal. Um, So we try to make sure that people that live in those cities know what their their availability is. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of cases where they don't have such a nice option as that, and there are possibly other rescue groups that maybe fit more into their breed certain breeds are very desirable, as we all know, and Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of breed-specific rescues, and so if someone calls us and they have a specific breed, we try to turn them over to, you know, a breed-specific rescue that would be able to really access the right group of people that are looking for that particular type of dog. But we generally, when none of that works out, you know, we end up taking the ones that sadly no one really wants, the super sick ones the ones that don't have a particular breed, they kind of fall into the, you know, excessively mixed category, and um, that's where we end up with our population. And how are your adoptions? It seems like that would be a real difficult spot to be in for a rescue, the the pets that really aren't very desirable. How how do you market these animals, and how do you get them into good homes? You know, to me, I always think of it as an Annie mentality. You know, we're getting the cast-offs, the ones that are singing, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on, that was real nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just dabble you with my vocal styling. Um, but that's the way I see them, and, you know, they're just so awesome, and they, I think we've talked about this before, that a rescue is so appreciative of being rescued. You can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their behavior, they know they're getting a second chance, and whatever situation they come to us from, you know, be it simple and easy and that they just need a second chance of more time, or if they come to us sick and they need a lot of medical intervention, we have the tools and the ability to do it. The only thing that we're always lacking in is the money to do it, but, um, you know, that's the challenge that we take on and that we've put out this philanthropic effort to make it right, make the community right with animals, and hopefully... In time, the money will come. And um, you have some pretty cool fundraisers throughout the year, too. Didn't you just have one a short time ago? We do. Uh, this year's been a really active year for us, so trying to think outside of the box. You know, we, we as much as we want to fundraise, we also want to make sure that as many people know who we are, know what we do, and know where to find us. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, I, I have to put myself out there to all different kinds of 
events and groups. So uh, we've had a few different events this year, but our most recent one that you may be thinking of is either the calendar competition uh, and carnival that we had at our facility right. on the 19th of August. Mm -hmm. That was a, co a collaborative effort between uh, the Pet Rescue Center and actually the Girl Scouts of Orange County. Wow. And uh, I was approached by a Girl Scout who's worked with us on her big volunteer programs for about four years now. And she was working on her gold award, which is the biggest, hardest, most uh, volunteer intensive award you can get. Mm -hmm. And we created together this event, this summer carnival, to basically be a draw for children to come to and contribute artwork. And then we would take that artwork and create a calendar out of it to educate and you know, spread the word of what we do and who we are. Wow. Um, and so that was really fun and really, it was a very hot day, but uh -huh. it was very successful. And um, we've chosen all of the winners. And um, it's grade K through 8 that we we did it for, did all of the artwork for, and that calendar will be available possibly on our website, but definitely at our facility starting in October. I am glad you mentioned your website. Can you let the listeners know what your website is so they can pop on over and check out all the great things that you do and your upcoming fundraisers also? Yes, we are www.thepetrescuecenter.org. And you can definitely read all about us. We have an event page that will fill you in on all of the events that we have had. Uh, we also had a lawn bowling event this year. and that A lawn bowling event? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did the dogs um, participate and kind of use their noses to push No, no, that would have been fun but uh, <laughs> and a great photo opportunity. But it was actually just, you know, a, another event to sort of reach a different kind of crowd that, you know, potentially adopt and donate towards our cause. And then we also had a Happy Tales event this year as well, and that was our first year of having that. Uh, we wanted to see some of the old faces, some of our former adopting families and rescues, and we put out the word that we wanted to have this event, and we had over 100 people come. Yeah. And we probably had around 70 to 75 of our rescues, and we've only oh. adopted about, let's see, 480 in four and a half years. Well, that is remarkable, especially yeah. considering the types of animals that you're getting in, which are hard to place. So congratulations on that. Thank you. It was really exciting. And, you know, from the moment that they walk out the door with their adopting family, I, I remember the, the struggle, you know, in the past that they followed from the point that we got them to the point that we adopted them out. But we never know what happens after that. So it was really emotionally overwhelming to oh. see everybody. <laughs> what has been your absolute favorite Adoption story. Oh gosh, my favorite adoption story. Wow, that is a that is a big question. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I mean, like I said, we kind of end up with the mixed breeds, which I'm more than happy to do. We end up with the really sick ones. So some of the cases that really stand out in my mind are the really really sick ones that, on a day to day basis. We just never know what's going to happen, and so you end up getting very, very just connected and personal with these cases, and, um, and one of them in particular was Kaya. She was a starved uh, pitbull that was brought to our attention by just another volunteer in another rescue group, and uh, it was put out on Facebook that she was very sick, and um, they had not even, the shelter had not even put her up to be rescued because she was so sick they thought that she would 
die any day. Oh, wow. um, she was supposed to be an 80-pound dog, and she was 37 pounds. Oh, no. So we were brought to her attention, and we contacted the shelter and told them who we are and what we do, and they felt that we were the only ones that, that could help because we had the access to veterinary care. And um, we took her in, and she was with us for four months, and she uh, gained 50 pounds. Wow. And um, <laughs> she fortunately didn't have any of the problems that sometimes contribute to that kind of weight loss, like kidney failure or mm-hmm. liver issues. Uh, she luckily was just mistreated, um, and that seems like a complete, uh, you know, just strange thing to say, that luckily she was mistreated. But luckily that was the case and that it wasn't a health issue and that with, you know, loving people in the right circumstances, she could recover, and she was fortunately young, so she she just had every you know everything lined up for her. And once she was in the right hands, she got bigger and better, and um, she was adopted out to a really nice family in Anaheim Hills, and we see them pretty regularly to come in for a visit. Oh, what a great story! Yes, well, I, I'm so impressed by all the great things that the Pet Rescue Center has accomplished, and well, thank I want to thank you so much for stopping by the Pet Place today to give us all these wonderful updates. Thank you. Well, if I can ask just one thing, if anyone is interested in adopting, if they can take a look at our website, we also have a link to firstgiving.com, which will list all of our critical cases that we have going right now. Mm -hmm. We have Philip, Elijah, and a few others that have, you know, a critical situation going on that we're currently fundraising specifically for their cases, and um, we just need all the help we can get, and then for people to find it in their hearts to bring our little doggies and kitties home. Definitely. Let's give your website out one more time. Okay. We're thepetrescuecenter.org. The Pet Rescue Center. Yes. Make sure you have a the in there. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much. Yes. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon, I hope. Definitely. And we need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here. Here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Today, from noon to 4 p.m., the Animal Network of Orange County will be adopting out some beautiful animals to loving, forever families. If you're looking for a new four-legged family member, then head on over to Fashion Island in Newport Beach for this very special adoption event. For more information, call 949-759-3646 or visit www.animalnetwork.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all from me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.